expect that you're going to fail a certain amount of times and then you're going to succeed. And then don't worry about not doing so great with your first app and just keep going. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings. Drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a Driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? I'm Blake Fletcher, and this is the Half Hour Intern Podcast, where we explore the interesting paths people take in life. This episode is being brought to you by... Kevin Cole, who is a Patreon supporter, and all the rest of the Patreon supporters, for that matter, who make this show possible. So if you would like to help support the cause and make episodes like this continue to come out, then please head on over to patreon.com slash half hour intern. Um, we actually have a couple of sweet contests going on right now. If you have not heard, if you um, are a Patreon supporter before Monday, March 13th, you will be entered to win either a really cool watch or a really cool pair of sunglasses there will be two separate winners from Truewood who is a former guest on the show who is donating a watch and sunglasses to help support the show help get more supporters on Patreon we actually have another contest as well if you leave a review on iTunes for the show uh, before Monday March 20th you will be entered in a contest to win a free 30 minute uh, Skype tarot reading with Charlie Harrington who was from the recent tarot episode uh, who was just absolutely awesome and and, uh, and if you are a Patreon supporter, then you can actually hear a very personal, very interesting tarot reading that Charlie did with me, and it will give you a taste of what kind of tarot reading you could get from Charlie or possibly win from Charlie if you were to leave a review for Half Hour Intern on iTunes. So those are the contests we got going on right now. On to today's episode. In the episode, I speak with Matt Bauer, who is an app developer. So just recently, we had the software engineer episode. This kind of continues that theme, talking about that tech world. Um, what I really like about Matt's whole story that makes it a little bit different than the episode the other day, A, it's something totally different. It's app development. But B, um, Matt is not doing this professionally. He currently full-time is a PhD student um, in, in something totally unrelated. It's not like he's a software engineer PhD student. And he just wanted to start developing apps that he felt could help himself. And then he went ahead and put them on the Android store to see if they could help other people as well. And one of them is doing really well and really starting to take off um the other one he, you know other people are using as well not not as much but he keeps on coming up with these things that he think uh that he thinks people could use and that he himself wants to use and then he learns how to program them so he talks about app development from kind of a hobbyist perspective and that it's not quite as difficult as you think to learn how to program your own app uh, on your phone to help yourself out and then you can throw it up on you know the uh, the iTunes store or the app store or uh, the Android store and maybe even make a little bit of money with it. You never know. Um, but anyways, on to today's episode, App Developer. Matt, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah. Uh, so why don't, <laughs> why, don't we, uh, why don't we first start out with you telling everyone a little bit about your background. Uh, the thing that I'm so excited about having you on the show for is that you do not have some sort of like software engineering background and uh, you're doing this more for fun than you are doing it for like, oh, I'm going to try to make millions of dollars and this and that. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, my background as a PhD materials engineering student, 
And so from day to day, I'll be running experiments in the lab. A lot of times I'll analyze my data with like certain code with various Python scripts and stuff, but not really related at all to uh, app development. Um, but yeah, so that kind of got my foot in the door through the Python scripts and analyzing data. And another thing, kind of what I've seen is that people that have similar work uh, to me, they're really comfortable with command line type inter interfaces and doing certain types of code, but they think, oh, app development, it's so different, it's so hard. Well, it's just a couple additional things that you have to learn, and then you can just get up and going really quickly. Okay, cool. So let's talk about that. So when did you first start doing anything on the um, like development side, and where did you uh, like learn these different things that you needed to pick up to be able to uh, like close the loop as it were like uh, uh, training wise to be able to actually make an app. Yeah. So like um, just specifically for Android development, which is mostly what I, I do uh, for like my apps and stuff, I've been messing around with some iOS development that was only like say six months ago. But before that, I've had like a lot of experience throughout my life with different areas of coding. I remember when I was like, uh, when I was like a little kid, I was taken to this. Uh, it was like some computer support shop, and they were giving lessons, and you could write HTML, and they taught you how to do that. And in high school, a little bit, we had the C plus plus class, which is like more Windows mm -hmm. type stuff, and like. Uh, we got through all the books, all the stuff, and the teacher was like, uh, well, you guys can go and work on your own projects. And a lot of us ended up making games, and that was fun. So then switching over to, like, in college, I took one programming class that was kind of another Windows-based class, like C Sharp. And then just recently, I picked up, uh, picked up uh, Java, and that's what... Uh, Android apps are written in. Is that so? Why is it that you are doing Android apps and not iPhone apps? Like, what would be the difference in in one versus the other? Okay, so I mean, I am started into doing iOS apps, but the main reason I did Android apps first is because I have an Android phone, <laughs> <laughs> so I can actually use use what I make, right? And so, if you're a developer. Uh, if you, if you want to become a developer and you want to pick that up as a hobby, I'd say whatever type of phone you use, uh, that's probably the one to pick up first. Th they're very similar. Like all coding is somewhat similar. Right. Just so that way you so, can test it properly. and uh, Yeah. And you can actually use what you make, which is part of the fun of it, of see, having it as a hobby. Yeah, this is something that I like about you and why I wanted to have you on. Again, it's like this whole hobby aspect for you. I think so many people are so money-focused. and oh, like if this thing takes off and this and that, so that whole entire like, oh, make something you enjoy is not really, or, or that you would want to use. Like a lot of people are just like, oh, what would a lot of other people want to use? Not like what, what would I also like want to use on my own phone? Like what, what would be fun for me to program? I love that. That's like where you're starting all of this from. Yeah, exactly. And if, if you make something that you like, at least you're happy and you have like an audience of one that's very happy. You made this for yourself. That's great. 
And then like if other people like it, then that's that's great also. And you 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 can make um some money off of advertisements and in-app purchases, but like that's not that's not the main goal. But if people like your app, then you you can do that. And also you get the benefit of people liking your app. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the learning process and learning curve. So obviously you had more kind of background in this stuff than the average person has. Um, but in terms of actual app development, like you said, you needed to really learn Java in order to be able to work on the app side. And you only started that about six months ago. What was the learning curve like? Was it easier than you thought it was going to be? Was it harder than you thought it was going to be? And how much help do you think you had from already having had some coding experience? Like how how different do you think things would have been for you had you had no coding experience whatsoever? So it would have been it would have taken quite a bit longer if I wouldn't have had any coding experience whatsoever. But it it wouldn't have took that much longer. Like it might have took like an extra uh three or six months to kind of just 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 getting started because well maybe even less than that uh because the thing is there's there's certain just general programming stuff you need to know and really it's kind of like organizing your thoughts and there's certain things such as classes objects loops conditional statements and stuff that form the basis of programming of like coding and this type of thought process. And then there's a specific language which you can pick up fairly quickly, uh, at least a lot quicker than natural languages I found. And how I picked up the programming language Java is I went, I basically went on Udemy, went through like 10, 10 classes, like maybe like a fourth of what was in the Udemy course. And I was like, okay, I got this. And then I went off and kind of did my own thing. And that's kind of how you learn best is kind of doing your own thing. What is, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, Udemy, what is that? Uh, so it's like a course that you go on and they have various classes and some are like for programming, some might be for writing and some might be for like mathematics or um, various things. Usually they're more like... Uh, skill focus based and like really background knowledge and you pay for this i assume yeah so i think i got a course on there that was like you know the average course is probably about 10 bucks oh damn so it's really cheap yeah and then you're good to get going because really what i could have done is i could have just look at looked at documentation for java or i could like read through java books but I thought the course would be the the fastest way to get going. Right. Do they? So yeah. there's videos, or is it all reading yeah. audio? So they have. I believe it was the one. The one I used for a little bit was like there's this complete Android development course by I think Rob Percival. But anyway, there's videos and there's example code and stuff like that. And once you get through. It doesn't quite cover everything that you need to know to make like really, really high quality apps. But the idea is it just gets you familiar with the language, like maybe like a Spanish one course might get you familiar with Spanish. And then once you go through a little bit of it, then you can kind of build on it yourself. Okay, cool. Yeah. So 
All right. Let's take me as an example because I feel like I'll be more representative of of my audience. Uh, like I know absolutely nothing. I am like the Jon Snow of coding. If if I know nothing right now, how long would it take before I could make a a a basic app? Um, I don't even know an example of what a basic app would be. But like, uh, yeah, how long before I can make a fairly basic app? Okay, uh, so I'd say stuff like, I mean, there's the, there's the basic Hello World app where you start it and it just says Hello World. And that's an application in any coding language you'll get as this is your first application. And that'll take you all of, you know, you have to download, download Android Studio and then start it. And it'd probably take you about like 15, 30 minutes. And then if you want to have like something where you have like you you put in text and you press a button and it does something like shows up, shows like some calculation based on the text, then that might take you like, you know, half an hour or an hour. But the harder stuff is going to take you quite a bit more. And I'd say get familiar with like basics of 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 coding just like the the thought process of it right and the language Um, and anything that i would even be able to code with to begin with yeah exactly so a lot of it is uh like like i said before you have um you have different pieces that make up uh make up coding you have things that are called uh that are conditional statements so like if something and then you run this piece of code. So like you can say like a user enters a number. If the number is greater than five, do such and such. Else, which is the thing you do if the if isn't true, do something else. And that's an that's an if else statement. And so there's also things that are loops where the computer's going through and iterating and doing the same thing um, every time. So like if you wanted to add up the numbers one through 100 or so, you you wouldn't type all that in. You wouldn't do one plus two plus three plus four. You'd have a loop and you'd be like uh, four, it would be a four loop and it would iterate. So I would go... Um, say like I equals one, I I is less than one hundred and one, and then I plus plus every time. So then you say um, uh, like you have a total, and you every time add I to total and store it back into total, and then you'd be done. So that's a loop. That's it. That's that's the next thing. And then you have uh, classes and objects. So like. A good good analogy to day-to-day life would be a class would be like, say, you, you have an idea of what a dog is. Like a dog has a type, a dog has a size, how excited it is, um, how obedient it is. So that's a class, which is important in, um, in Java because Java is object-oriented. So you can create that class that describes what a dog is and things that it does like bark, wag its tail such and such. And then you create an object. So like, uh, so, uh, 
dog one equals new dog and you have your object and you can give that object certain properties. You can say, well, this dog's a chihuahua and it's very excited and it's uh, very obedient. So then the chihuahua might have certain things it does. So the things it does would be called methods. And you could say uh, the chihuahua barks and that, that's, that's a method. And if it's very excited, then it's going to bark more. And if it's not excited, it's going to bark less. Or if you tell it to roll over, so like roll over would be another method. And then it could like uh, roll over if it's obedient or not. And depending on what application you make, you can create like like actual classes that uh, are more pertinent to your application than say like a dog would be unless unless you're making a dog simulator <laughs> right and now all <laughs> these things are going to be layered on top of each other over and over and over and over again yeah exactly you just kind of mix and match and use what you need the uh, the basic the basic thing that would make somebody good at coding is not exactly like you need to know the language well but you need to create these models of what's going on, what you want to go on in your head, and then write the code so that it represents what you want to go on in your head. So this is something that I, yeah, have always wondered so much about. And I'm about to have on a guy uh, who is a, is a great coder in Silicon Valley. So maybe the question would be more pertinent for him. But I've always wondered about like what makes a good coder because it's very interesting to me that there are some coders in Silicon Valley that get paid incredible amounts of money while others do not. I mean, com compared to the average salary in America, like everyone there makes an incredible amount of money, but there are some people that really do well that are still just regular coders. Like they're not VP level people or anything. And then you even hear stories about people who are put on retainer. Like if they leave a job, like Google will be like, hey, I'm going to pay you. Like, we don't have an actual coding job for you right this second. We're going to pay you because we don't want you to go to anybody else. Like, that's how talented you are, you know? And that's unthinkable to me. I, it's, if you're just coding, like, how are you more talented at coding than another person? It's not like being a basketball player or something. Like, it doesn't strike me as something like that. Um, how... Yeah, like how is somebody really talented at coding? Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is like um, your reasoning, more, more, more or less than the language, at least in my experience, that de determines like how, how kind of well you do. I mean, obviously, I'm not, you know, somebody that's like too, too into it. But especially with uh, some of the stuff I do that's more like, scientific computing it's like you're not writing like tons of code very quickly you're going and you're thinking about the problem throughout the day and you're trying to think of various ways to solve the problem and then whenever you get to the end of it and you you solve the problem in your head then you go and write a couple of lines of code onto a computer and then you're done it's like not so much the coding it's more the thinking right and when yeah. you're so when you're doing this thinking and when you're when you're sitting down to write an app like when you sat down to make your first app are you um 
what is the process like? Like, okay, so let's say with actual language and, and with actual writing, someone's like writing a book or something. Um, or, or maybe a book is a bad example. Uh, maybe like an essay in school. A lot of times the way that we were taught to do it would be to make an outline. Um, so that way you're not just having to write your whole essay from scratch. You want like an outline of what your essay is going to be about and uh, then kind of take it from there. Or even if you are writing a book, maybe you come up with the characters first and then you just write out like, okay, there is this guy. Uh, his name is Blake. This is what he does for a living. This is like the type of guy that he is. Um, he's married to this person. And then later on when you're writing the book, it's kind of easier to write because you've established these things. Is that a similar thing that you do when you are making an app or do you just sit down and start writing the app? Oh, yeah, definitely the outline thing is a good analogy. So, for example, one of the apps I've been working on, QDo, is like a task manager and a thing that provides you with location-based notes. So whenever I was making it, I kind of wrote an outline. I was like, well, I need to have tasks and they need to have certain properties. And then I need something to manage the tasks to kind of sort them and arrange them in various ways. So I need to have like this task manager thing. And then I go over and I'm like, well, I need the notes and I need uh, something to manage the notes. And I need, uh, I need widgets and things to talk to the widgets and, uh, I need to have various fragments because the user's not seeing like uh, the user's not seeing the same screen. It's like you can open up a nav drawer and like click on various things and go to different places. So basically I get all those laid out either on paper or in my head. And then, so that's the outline. I have like all the pieces. I know what all the pieces I need. And then I start filling in the pieces with the actual code. And now, does everything have to happen linearly, like from start to finish? Or can you work on one section and you go and you work on another section? Oh, no, it doesn't have to happen linearly at all. And most of the time, um, so so what I try to do at first is uh, make something that has a basic functionality of what I want. Because, like, I might know I want, like, say, like, tons and tons of features that I want to eventually implement. Well, that, that's good. But I, I want something to start out with first. And I kind of make something uh, make something kind of rudimentary. And then, like, I go through and I add what I think is the next most important thing to it. Like, I might uh, go and improve, uh, like... Uh, one part of like the tasks in the main task list by adding in uh, alerts. And then I might have other things to improve there, but I want to put that on pause for a little bit. And I want to um, kind of improve the location features of the notes that I have over here. And so you like kind of shuffle around and do what you think's like the next most important thing to do. Okay, gotcha. And how much time? So like that is a, a relatively simple app, like the the first one that you made. How much time are you looking at from start to finish, especially with no um, 
that you know being your first app that you ever made you know so you haven't done this before how much time would something like that take to make and how how much code are we looking at when everything is said and done like how uh how long is what you wrote Ooh, <laughs> so that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of a lot of code in length i believe i have like 20 or 25 different classes i made and they range somewhere between 50 and 500 lines of code. Um, so, like, the, the, the simple part of it, um, the simple part of it, just kind of getting it up and running, probably took three, just the very basic bare bones, probably took about two or three weeks and probably it was like maybe three days of the week I put four hours into it. And like uh, one day of a week, I might put like, you know, six to ten hours into it or something. And this is all only like, like six months after learning Java in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So that's well, that's like after I completely after I completely got pretty comfortable with Java. Right. So yeah, this this is my second app. What what you find is the um, how how quickly you can get stuff done, ba- is based on how big of blocks of time you put into it without being distracted. And so for me, uh, coding is sort of like meditative, and I can just like zone out and code for a long block of time without like doing things like checking email, getting distracted by something, you know, I can, you just kind of zone in and stay focused. Right. So put on some music or a podcast or whatever and just relax. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you just kind of get into the zone. So like if you're doing it in, if you're doing something in 30 minute segments, it's going to take you a lot longer than if you block out. Right. block out certain lengths of time yeah so now as you're going along i would imagine like it, how do you test i guess areas of code or all right so let's say you you are one week into your three weeks um of of making the app at that at any point in time are you allowed to like turn on whatever the version is up until now even if it's nothing more or less to see if if what you've done so far works or not? Or are you only able to see if it works when you have a close-to-finish product? Um, And then Uh, I guess if if it doesn't work, is there something that can analyze your code for you to let you know what's broken? Yeah, yeah. So so you're testing it all the time. And whenever I say three weeks, it's kind of like three weeks is whenever I got something that kind of worked and did something... And I just uploaded it to then test it more. Like you're always testing and you're always updating it. So when I, whenever I say this was done in like three weeks, that was a very rudimentary. And then up until now and in the future, I'll be working on it. Right. It's not, it's not really ever done. Right. Um, but yeah, you're always testing it and you test it to try to break it is the thing. Like you, you want to try to find where it breaks and you want to try to do things that'll maybe make it break. But then you'll usually, if it's an error that causes it to crash, 
Um, Android Studio is really nice for this. Actually, basically any uh, integrated development environment, which is the thing you you write the code in, it'll say where it crashed, like the line number. And then you can go to that line number and try to figure out what's wrong with that line number. So actually, if it's a bug that's making it crash, those are the easy ones to solve because it points you right to where it is. Hmm. If it's a bug that doesn't cause it to crash, then you have to go through like line by line of your code and try to figure out why is it doing this weird thing, you know? You were telling me in email that there's also a good... I'm going to link to like a ton of this different stuff on on the Half Hour Intern site, but you were telling me that there is a website for kind of like novice or independent developers to go to that they could even like throw some code up there and be like, hey, can you guys look at this for me? I'm having some trouble here. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's called Stack Overflow. And you kind of get everybody from like somebody just starting out or to somebody that's like incredibly experienced and they're just going on there to help people. And usually if you type whatever problem you're having in or whatever you want to do, as long as it's like um, the very the very specific thing. So like you can't say, I want to make a weather application. How do I make it, right? But you can type in, I want to get... Uh, I want to get the position that your user's at, like their GPS location. And like there will be something on Stack Overflow trying to help you. And the same thing is if you get an error message, you can like copy and paste that error message. And there will be people um, there that have probably asked that question and got it answered. If nobody asked the question, then you can ask the question. But usually somebody asks it and has it answered. And then if you're trying to solve a problem and there's no real good answer on there, but then you figure it out, then you want to go back on to Stack Overflow and type in like what you did to figure it out. And then so other people can benefit from that. So it's kind of like a a virtuous cycle type of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So Matt, you had a little bit of background beforehand, obviously. Um, If someone were to not have any background, what do you think is kind of like the most important uh, foundational thing for people to learn to be able to make their own apps? Uh, so the most foundational thing is to get used to various uh, kind of computer computer science or programming concepts. And the, the basic ones are just loops uh, if then statements, classes and objects. Now, if you start out just learning a great deal about those, just like Google it and try to like learn a bit about it. So that they're all very simple concepts, but the hard part is getting used to them, right? So they're all very understandable and you can kind of get, uh, get the information right but to actually internalize it you'll just have to program a bit so just uh kind of i'd suggest just looking into those and then starting on some sort of uh either reading a book on uh android development or i'd actually suggest like uh an online course on android development 
and then you'll get to you'll get to coding and then you'll get used to those concepts as you as you code and you'll kind of keep reminding yourself about those concepts and then after you do that for a little bit um as soon as possible try try to make something and then in making something specific then you'll further internalize the concepts because if you're just going through courses um that that's good but having your own problems that you want to solve and trying to figure out your own route to solving them is the best way to learn like you 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 might fail a lot on that path but that's actually good you'll learn more by trying stuff repeatedly than by kind of just uh just 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 like reading it verbatim like lines yes. that somebody else has wrote totally yeah. love that what uh what do you feel like you have learned uh from launching your first making your first app that you ever made to making the most recent app that you made like what kind of uh how different was it for you throughout the process Yeah uh so the so the first app I made was uh it was it was Alertify it was kind of a system where if you got into some sort of vehicle accident it would use your accelerometer and then alert your contacts with your location so then they could kind of find where you were So whenever I did that it was all one uh, because it, it didn't have to be too complex looking. Most of the complexity came in background tasks. So I made it uh, just uh, one user interface. So it was all on one screen and you weren't going from screen to screen and it wasn't formatted very nice. And so while it, it worked, it wasn't getting a whole lot of downloads or a whole lot of interest. And then... Whenever I went and tweaked the user interface, just making it look a lot nicer got a lot more interest. But then whenever I switched into uh, QDo, which is more of a productivity tool and more of a thing I built to help uh, my own productivity and my own task management because I couldn't really find a to-do list app that really resonated with me. And I made that, I really optimized that for like the user interface and how it would feel to use. And that got a lot more interest. So I, I'd say make something that really personally resonates with you. And then also making it look good is really big. A, a lot of people might just think, oh, people really only care about the functionality. But if you make a really nice looking app that is really pleasant to use, uh, a lot more people will use it. And how, like how you said that this most recent one got a lot more people interested in it. Like how, like how are people even, aren't there like so many apps launching every day that it just gets buried? Like how are people even finding out about it? Yeah, well, so like if you go into your Google Play Store, you can see lists of apps and it'll randomly select the apps based on, I don't know exactly how it does it, but I'm guessing it's based on how many downloads and what its rating is so far. So you can get apps, you can get downloads through that. Um, if you have any sort of like in-app purchase or 
advertising or something within your app, then you could actually try to advertise that app like for uh, like even three bucks a day. And like then you could get like like tens of downloads a day for like three bucks a day. Hmm. Right. And then then that through like in that purchases, you'd maybe expect to break even. But really, I've actually got a lot of interest in QDo mainly from uh, organic. So that's basically people, because that's the thing that wasn't so much with uh, Alertify, the the the, the um, crash alert app. Um, with uh, QDo, it's a it's a productivity tool. So people will go through and spend a lot of time in their day, like searching through the Google Play Store for productivity tools. And it's a bit random how um, your app is suggested to people. So if enough people are searching through productivity tools, then you'll get a lot of, a lot of organic traffic and a lot of organic downloads. So that, that, that's kind of been why uh, uh, QDo has taken off of it more because people will look for productivity tools right so i'd suggest making something that people will look for because your app might not be on the front page of the the app store very much but if people are searching through long lists of something um especially with say to-do list apps or certain types of fitness apps maybe where somebody might download like 12 apps and be unhappy with them and then maybe keep moving down to the next one. Yours might be, you know, maybe the 10th app or something somebody downloads. And if it works particularly for them, then they'll keep using it. And then the more people that are using it will help with the downloads. Right. Right. Of course. Um, Matt, let's, uh, let's go ahead and finish this thing up, man, with one more piece of advice for everyone, uh, which is, if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice before you tried to program your very first app, what would it be? Expect that you're going to fail a certain amount of times so and then you're going to succeed. And then don't worry about not doing so great with your first app and just keep going. And maybe not even your second app will go that great. Maybe your third or fourth or fifth or whatever app. So just don't get discouraged. I mean, it's all for fun anyway. Yeah. yeah. Love that, man. Well, it should be. And it is for you. I love that. It's so great. <laughs> um, cool, man. Matt, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and sharing all that with us. I'll put links up to your apps and to everything else on the Half Hour Intern site if people would like to check it out and, uh, and support. Thank you so much, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Hey, everyone. It's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you did, I would appreciate it so much if you considered leaving a review for the show on iTunes. I swear it'll only take like two minutes. Um, Just search for the show on iTunes, click on it, click on ratings and reviews. You can leave a quick review um, or just uh, keep listening to the show. I appreciate that as well. Or tell a friend about the show or something. And if you have any ideas for the show, if you have a particular job or hobby that you would like to hear interviewed on the show, if you yourself think that you do something interview worthy and you would like to tell the world about what this job or hobby is that you have, head on over to halfhourintern.com. There's a link 
link right there at the top that says submit your ideas and you could submit your ideas for the show be them uh, somebody else that you would like me to interview a particular field that you would like to hear about or even if it is you yourself that would like to come on the show thanks so much for listening you guys